Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, August 22nd, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, I know you went to see a Mets game last night. Um, on your way, did you happen to pass any odd and exotic plant stores that at one point you didn't see anything there, and then all of a sudden you saw maybe a, a small, interesting-looking Venus flytrap? Anything like that happened to you yesterday? No, but my daughter at the Met game looked at me and said, feed me. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that was very quick. Very <laughs> nice. Very well done. I'm telling you. Uh, feed me. Feed me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more afraid of my daughter than a plant. <laughs> Audrey, fairly, fairly safe. Audrey yes. 3. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So, uh, in the news, we, yeah. we 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 dropped this in at the top of the show yesterday, <laughs> in, in kind uh, of a in a fire drill, um, yeah. and maybe we'll talk about that fire drill. But Denzel, Denzel is coming back to Broadway. Yeah, you. Thank you for dropping that in um, late Sunday night. So late after we recorded and edited the episode of Today on Broadway for Monday already, we learned at around 10 o'clock that a new production of Eugene O'Neill's The Iceman Cometh, starring Tony and Oscar winner Denzel Washington, will play a limited 14-week engagement at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater beginning on March 22nd of next year. George C. Wolfe will direct the Scott Rudin-produced revival. That pair previously teamed up on Shuffle Along or the, mus- or the making of the musical sensation of 1928 and all that followed. Um, James, thank you for, for handling that on Sunday night. Um, but what I wanted to mention was the thing that really kind of came to mind after I got over the fact that what the heck are they doing sending us an unembargoed press release at 10 o'clock at night was – There has been efforts, concerted efforts over the last few years to bring a different production of The Iceman Cometh to Broadway, one that features Nathan Lane and Brian Dennehy. They did the show at the Goodman Theater in Chicago and at the Brooklyn Academy of Music and got rave reviews. I believe it was also filmed um, for something. I don't remember exactly where um, it was broadcast or something, but um, it, it got great reviews. And that was something that I know Nathan Lane was still working on trying to get to Broadway. I guess that's not going to happen now. I mean, I guess we had, you know, uh, the Glass Menagerie come every two, three years. But I would, wouldn't think that a five-hour Iceman Cometh would come too, too often. Um, so that was kind of interested me, James. That we kind of figured out exactly why they dropped this press release when they did. Um, but in terms of why this one's coming and not Nathan Lane, I guess it's just the sheer all-encompassing stardom of someone like Denzel Washington. Well, it seems like it was the perfect storm. Denzel wants to do this and uh, has this opening in his schedule to do it. And uh, Nathan's otherwise busy. Yeah, he, he, he very well could be on Broadway next year anyway, if all of the rumors that we've heard about the potential transfer of the National Theater's Angels of America um, actually do end up coming to fruition, which at this point... I would be shocked if they didn't, um, but, you know, it's not the thing that Nathan uh, wanted to happen. I think he probably would have liked both of them to show sure. up. So I guess yeah. if we can't get him an Iceman, hopefully we will definitely at least get him in Angels. Well, you know, uh, I think that he could do Angels, and I think that he could also do Iceman a couple of years down the road. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's reasonable. All right. Last week's Broadway grosses. What do we got here? 
James, it's safe to say that I think some tourists have gone home. I don't know if you can tell in Times Square or not yet, but because uh, last week's Broadway grosses took a bit of a tumble, in fact, a nearly $2 million tumble, as they filled a $28,674,788, a decline of 5.4% week to week. Only three shows actually saw gains from their previous seven days, and one of those was On Your Feet, which ended its Broadway run on Sunday, up nearly $153,000 to come in above 1.2 million. The others seeing week-to-week gains were Dear Evan Hansen up 52,000 as Ben Platt came back from vacation and the terms of my surrender which was up a whole $3,000 which they probably in turn spent bussing people over to Trump Tower. The biggest decline belonged to Wicked at 274k but that is likely because they played a ninth show the previous week and they were coming back to a traditional eight show week but it was kind of the, a harbinger for other things to come, as many other family-oriented shows also saw significant declines as kids were getting back into school, including Aladdin down $142,542, School of Rock down $134,732, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory dropped $134,000 to bring in below $1 million for the first time during an, an eight-show week while they've been on Broadway at just $880,000. So there, there were a few others that are family friendly that didn't do so hot but seeing kind of these big declines looking at the calendar you've got to wonder if this is uh you know where that break is going to be between summer numbers and fall numbers the red numbers even hit hamilton who despite still having the highest grosses by a considerable amount last week at two million nine hundred sixty nine thousand five hundred seventy three dollars was below three million dollars for the first time since tony's week back in june but also above two million was hello dolly at 2.2 million and the lion king at 2.15 rounding out the million dollar club was wicked at 1.8 DEH at 1.7, Aladdin at 1.56, Come From Away at 1.27, Book of Mormon and uh, and On Your Feet at 1.2, and The Phantom of the Opera at $1,037,449. Anastasia, who I guess I jinxed last week by saying they'd been above a million sixteen out of 18 weeks on Broadway, they fell to $946,515, the first time since the last week of April that the show didn't grow seven figures. James, the plays on Broadway (laughs) continue to not fare so well. Five of the bottom six spots on the grosses totals were plays, and there's only five plays on Broadway right now. So that includes Terms of My Surrender even, uh, which actually was the highest grossing play of them all. Prince of Broadway was the low musical at right about $304,000. But again, uh, subscription series, not exactly the same kind of financials that they have to worry about over at MTC. Last week's lowest grossing musicals uh, that don't have a closing date on the books were War Paint at $539,721, Waiters at $602,137, and A Bronx Tale down at $662,502. Keep in mind that Waitress is the only one of that trio that has already recouped. So, James, it's it's pretty bloody on that grosses sheet this week, and, and I don't know if we'll see something like War Paint or the play that goes wrong announce a closing uh, maybe later today or anything before Labor Day or not. Maybe they'll stick it out for the long haul, but it's likely to get a little bit worse before it gets any better when it comes to grosses here for the rest of the year. Um, I sort of agree with you <laughs> about uh... – Okay. Yeah, you know, I think that um, as things start rolling back in the fall, um, that we'll see uh, 
better grosses, hopefully before the end of the year. Uh, it would be, uh, it, but we'll see. You know, I, yeah, I, I think that you know traditionally we get a we get a bump in the fall, especially with all the new shows that are opening. Um, this week on Broadway, we went through the oh, did I get the number wrong? Fifteen or sixteen new things that are going to open before January first. Um, so. Uh, yeah, and I, I guess I kind of meant for these specific shows with all oh, the yeah. new shows opening, they might oh, kind of be I drowned see. out by the new stuff. So I don't know that these specific shows that are struggling now are going to get too much encouragement from the grosses until the holidays. If they stick around for the holidays, they'll obviously probably get a bump. But yeah. there are some great things coming in the fall, and you guys talked about a lot of them. And, and I've got tickets to a couple of them already as I'm coming up to New York finally in, new, uh, in November. I've already bought some tickets to some new stuff. So looking forward to seeing those and seeing how those grosses end up. All right. What's up in the show and casting news? Well, we've got three fun off-Broadway things and one out-of-town thing to talk about. First, yesterday, the York Theater Company announced the cast and creative team behind their upcoming musical, Desperate Measures. The six-person cast will feature Emma Durgerstedt, Gary Marichek, Lauren Molina, Connor Ryan, Peter Seid, and Nick Wyman. The musical, as you might recall from when we discussed it last week, is a foot-stomping, knee-slapping new musical with a nod to Shakespeare's Measure for Measure. Uh, the previews for that show will begin on September 19th and will run through October 15th. If you want to see the entire creative team, we'll have the show notes at broadwayradio.com. Also on Monday, the Roundabout Theater Company announced the cast for the New York premiere of Anna Ziegler's new tennis-themed play, The Last Match, directed by Gay Taylor Upchurch. The show will feature Wilson Bethel, Alex Mikowitz, Natalia Panum, and Zoe Winters. In the play, it's the semifinals of the U.S. Open, and two tennis greats are facing off in the match of their lives. Tim Porter, the aging All-American favorite, wants to prove to the world, his wife, and himself that he's still a champion. Hot-headed rising star Sergei Sergeyev struggles to believe he truly deserves to beat his lifelong hero. Preview performances begin on September 28th, and it is currently scheduled to run through Christmas Eve of this year. And then finally, in our off-Broadway news, uh, this one's always fun. I always love these. Yesterday, the Peccadillo Theater Company announced an off-Broadway revival of Pulitzer Prize winner George Kelly's play, The Show Off, starring the always wonderful Annette O'Toole, Academy Award nominee with her husband, uh, Michael McKeanna, for writing a song for the movie A Mighty Wind. Anyway, Annette O'Toole will be in that show, which will just be a limited five-week run at the theater at St. Clement's from September 21st through October 21st. I love Annette O'Toole. She'll always be Martha Kent to me from Smallville. Um, but And then finally in this section, James, on Monday, the Barrington Stage Company announced a one-week extension for the Aaron Tveit-led production of Company, currently playing out at BSC. The show will now play through September 10th and also features Mara Davey, Ellen Harvey, and more. So if you're out that way, you got another week to see it. And uh, I think seeing Aaron Tveit in this role would be really, really awesome. So maybe this one will have a new life. I know some people have been interested in that. All right. Uh, casting directors rally for a union contract. Is this Groundhog's Day? No, it's something that you know we've heard a little bit about before, but really, James, we haven't heard a ton about it since their initial pitch, other than some, you know, online social media stuff. But yesterday, um, they did hold a rally at uh, from Times Square, marching all the way to the Broadway League offices in an effort to bring attention to the fact that the league still refuses to accept their organizing with Teamsters Local 817. The rally, which was fairly sizable, featured not only casting directors but actors and members of other theatrical unions who have supported the casting director's right to organize throughout their process. Casting director Tara Rubin said in yesterday's rally, quote, 
Casting directors can't be ignored. Our rally today showed the league the depth of support we have from the Broadway unions and the Broadway community at large. We will continue to rally and speak up and speak out until the league agrees to recognize our union. James, as we've discussed on the other side of this, the Broadway league considers the casting directors independent contractors as they are not directly employed by any league members. Um, and they have the ability to work across mediums and for multiple shows at the same time. They view them similar to other outside groups that work inside the Broadway community, like press agencies and advertising agencies and the like. So they don't actually consider them something like the you know, electricians union that work directly employed by a show and its producers. So this is one, James, that it doesn't seem like after they rallied outside the Tony Awards back in June and, and stuff like that, it doesn't seem like the casting directors are backing down. And as of yet, the Broadway League doesn't seem to have given any signs that they are going to be negotiating anytime soon. So I guess we'll see what happens. Well, I'd, I'd anticipate, you know, the uh, when the union announce uh, not the union, but when the league announces uh, – large um, record-breaking numbers perhaps at the end of, <laughs> end of the year, that'd be the opportune time for them to bring this up again. Although, again, I I don't know what they, uh, you know, what kind of leverage they have against the producers other than saying the, uh, the um, casting directors can just say, we're not casting. <laughs> and and if they all get together and say we're not casting, that's the only leverage that they have against the producers. Uh, yeah. So we'd have to see what happened. What would happen there? All right. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at BWW Matt, and subscribe to something a pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us, and we'll be back and talk with you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.